Welcome back. My name's Loman. I'm about to tell you another story from Bear Island. I tell these about once a week. Because I'm the only one who knows these. I was lucky enough to one day fly my airplane past a magical island where all the bears could talk and dance and sing just like humans do. Well, these stories all start the same way. And that's with me, inviting you to come along and see Bear Island with me. So here we go. Come and see Bear Island with me. Come and see Bear Island with me. Way up north where the fog is thick and Maxim beaches too. Come and sit on a craggly cliff and I will be right there with you. Well, way up north where the fog is as thick as cotton candy, there's an island of black sand beaches and steep craggly cliffs. And on this island, like I was saying, there's a kind of bear that can talk and dance and sing just like humans do. These bears are big old brown bears and they all kind of have their own personalities and lifestyles. There's Ralph, the mushroom farmer, lives by himself up in the woods. There's Loy, the strongest bear on the island, who likes to go down to the river or the ocean and throw the biggest boulders she finds deep, deep, deep into that water. And there's Jem, the youngest bear to ever be elected to bear council and dish, an inventor bear who's wise beyond his years. And of course, there's the famous King Kukuroo, the king of the whole affair who keeps it all going. And then there's the kids, Tank, Evie, Honey, etc., etc. Now, a long time ago, Old Loy was throwing rocks and throwing boulders and throwing stones. And one time she threw a big old boulder as far up as she could manage. And when that boulder came a whistling back down, and it came popping out the South Pole right in the middle of a very bustling and big penguin colony. The penguins all jumped back, squawking and flapping, a little concerned what was going on with this beloved world that they knew when all of a sudden rocks could come pushing out of there in the wrong way. I'm sure you'd feel the same way if you were just sitting there and a rock came busting up from under your feet why, you'd be freaked out, that's to be sure. Well, these penguins were no different, and just as soon as that boulder came blasting out of the earth, they started squawking and harumphing amongst each other. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen penguins before, but they tend to dress in similar fashion to one another. Black and white suit type affairs. They got their orange beaks and their waddly beaks, and they kind of shuffle around on the land. They look a little clumsy to be sure on that snow, but once they get underwater, oh boy, you never seen things as graceful as those. 
But in the penguin world, they had a thing that every day was the same. I mean, you looked around and there was white snow. You looked around and everybody was dressed the same way. You looked around and everybody went fishing the same way, etc., etc. So why was there a huge boulder blasting up from out of the ground? Well, no sooner were they set to wondering about this boulder and the hole that it had made than a wind came rustling through that boulder hole. And not soon after, there started to come letters. You see, what they had figured out over on Bear Island is that there was this boulder hole in the middle of the woods, and that was where all the wind of the world started to go down, funneling down, 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 down through the center of the earth and out the other side on the South Pole. Now, that made a sort of circuit, so the wind would go into winds and woods through the hole and out by the penguins only to complete the circuit again and again and the bears had figured this out so they started sending messages down the winds and woods hole finally and fair enough for it was a long paddle and a long swim but an even longer drift some of the bears started receiving letters in return now the penguins they couldn't very well just throw their letter up in the air and expect the wind to take it right over there to Winds End Woods. No, they had to put it in the water and let it float on up to Bear Island. Now, a lot of the penguins there on the, in the South Pole didn't want young penguins to read any of these letters from this wild place called Bear Island where according to the letters there was things like licorice fields and parties and cross-country skiing and friendships with humans and all that stuff so they said no 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 none of the kids none of the little chickadee penguins can read this they were concerned that they might get strange ideas in their penguin head but there was one penguin named Leonard who broke that stalemate right into. He snuck into the great penguin council cave where all the penguins kept their most prized possessions. And he found the letters and he read them. And he, and he became very enamored with the bears of Bear Island. And he wanted to know who all these people were. All these creatures that could write and had such interesting things to say. He was especially interested in the bear cubs. He'd grown up with penguin friends, but he didn't know what bears were like. So Leonard started writing back. He started putting his letters in the chunks of ice flow and sending them off. He never really thought they might ever make it all the way to Bear Island, because that would be a long shot. The world's a big place in a little letter. A little, a little bit of communication can sometimes seem like a scrap in the wind that's bound to get lost. You know, who cares if you try? But Leonard wanted to make that connection. It was important to him, so he kept on sending out letters every day. Splish, splash, there goes another one. Splish, splash, there goes another one. And he did this all in secret. He didn't want anybody to know what he was up to. He was afraid he might get in trouble if anybody found out. But one day, he was down there by himself, putting another letter on another little miniature ice floe in the center of the when an old penguin 
caught him in the in the act and he said Leonard what are you doing and Leonard said I want to meet these bears at Bear Island and so I've been sending them letters and that old penguin his name was Turniphead he said what Leonard and Leonard said oh no and his knees started knocking he was afraid that Turniphead was going to give him a knock on the noggin for his trouble but Turniphead just actually waddled over and whispered to him and told him a story he said you know, penguins are supposed to only hang out with other penguin kind. I'm sure you've been having that message drilled into your head since you were still inside the egg. But I have a confession to make. There was a time, a very brief time, when a pod of dolphins got lost and they came all the way down to the South Pole. And they were chilly and cold. And I became friends with them, and I helped them get fish, and I helped them gear up for the long swim back up to more tropical waters. And I still think about those dolphins all the time, because even though they were different than me, I made, uh, I communicated with them, and we became great friends. So I think it's good to know that what you're doing is in service of trying to find a connection with people who are different than you. It's very hard to do. It's the easiest thing in the world to just sit around and only talk to people who think like you and look like you and do things exactly like you do. But Leonard, you're different and that makes you special. So keep on writing. And from that day on, Turnip Head helped Leonard write those letters. He helped him get those little bits of ice float and float off with him. And if there was ever any question about what Leonard was up to, old Turniphead would make up a good excuse. Old Turniphead had been around longer than most anybody else, and so he had a lot of credit on that account. In any case, one day, out of the blue, here came a canoe. And in the front of the canoe, there was a boy, a human all dressed up in puffy clothes against the cold so that all you could see were his eyes and his two ruddy cheeks. And behind him was another boy, another human boy, all puffed up in a puffy coat with his cheeks apple bright and his eyes looking out, fierce and alive. These, it turned out, were none other than a couple of brothers named Tutu and Two Shoes. And behind them, was riding three bears. There was King Kukuru, there was Old Dish, and finally there was Tank. They were there to figure out who had been writing all those letters. The boat shushed up on the ice shelf and Leonard was surprised to find out that in fact there was another bear because Loa had been underwater, paddling them along with her big strong paws, making a motor of sorts to get that canoe all the way to the South Pole. They all were very cold. They weren't used to this kind of weather, despite being from Bear Island, where things were wet and cold much of the time. We want to thank you, said King Kukuru, for sending all those stories and letters and telling us about the way you live and answering all the letters we've been sending you. Yeah, 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 said Tank, and we want you to come back and visit us sometime. Well, said Dish, I wanted to see how you guys did things. I'm sure you have all kinds of ingenious ways of staying out of the cold and, and have different secrets for how to do this and that. You see, I'm an adventure boy and I'm, I'm real curious. Well, that sounds good, said Leonard. Uh -huh, I'll go get my friend Turniphead. He can help us too. 
And sure enough, all the bears and all the penguins were a little weary of each other, but they all had to giggle and laugh when when Loy sneezed and asked for a cup of hot cocoa to warm up from her long and icy swim. And in the end, they were able to, to, to help each other out quite a bit. In fact, there was a great big problem happening just then among the penguins in the South Pole. And if it hadn't been for Leonard's letters and his persistency in making sure that he tried to connect with someone different, these penguins would be in a real tight spot. But I'll tell you that story next week. Sometimes, you know, you tell a story and it goes longer than you think it should. Or not should, but would. The reason for that is because sometimes stories have a way of acting of their own accord. Their own logic, their own reason. It's just up to us to follow along close as we can. Anyway, I hope you come back next week and learn what happened with those penguins and those bears. You can share it with a friend or leave a review. It all helps. Well, come back next week. I'll tell you another one of them, all right? Come back next week. Try it again. Love's just a story, and it has no end. I'll never tire telling it to you. There's not a day.